Welcome to SALTcast. My name is Bob Turner, and I'm the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT, at the Sunset International Bible Institute. And with us today, again, is Kerry Williams. I won't go into his resume again this week. Listen to some previous podcasts. He, he's a man of many talents and works in many different areas, and thankful that he is uh, with us today. Welcome, and uh, thank you for taking time to be with us. It's a joy. Thank you. Well, last time we spent the entire salt cast and talking about parenting. And uh, as we were preparing for this next uh, salt cast, you had made reference to some of the implications of that being modeled in Scripture as far as leadership and the leadership in the home and how vital that is. And leaders in the church, explain a little bit about what we were talking about and how that uh, plays into that role. Well, you remember Jesus talks about if any man would come after him, he must, you know, he'll lose father and mother. Some folks would have to even give up their family. But Jesus says in the kingdom of God, we'll have fathers and mothers and, mm-hmm. and anyone who's been a part of the church and been active and been committed to the church knows that we do. We, we build relationships that are, we call each other brother and sister, but we have folks who are kind of like our father and kind of like our, our mother and our grandfather and our grandmother. And we have those, that's the nature of a family, which the church is called in scripture. But it's interesting because God is our father. And so he, and we, we know that God is my father in a different way, literally, than I am my son's father and my father physically is my father. And God in Jesus, he calls himself the father of Christ Jesus. And and that's a little different. In other words, my son didn't exist before I became his father. Well, Jesus, that was, Jesus existed from eternity, but yet God uses as a metaphor that relationship of father and child, father and son, father and daughter, to illustrate the importance and the meaning and the depth of that relationship, what that relationship is like. It's a, like all biblical metaphors, it's something we can wrap our mind around and understand. And the Apostle Paul uses those words when he says to the Corinthians and others, I was like a father unto you. Right. So as a leader, he saw it through that same lens of metaphor, father and child. And I have been amazed because it's such a powerful powerful example of leadership that somehow doesn't get translated over into church leadership, even though Paul does use that language. In fact, I I marvel at the statement Paul makes that I've never heard it repeated. We're people of the book, but Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And Paul certainly knew he wasn't perfect. He'll go on and say, you know, I, uh, Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. I was formerly a blasphemer and an insolent man. So he knows his own weaknesses, yet he says, follow me as I follow Christ. I have never, maybe you have, Bob, but I have never heard a member of the church, even the most mature, even in the, the highest positions of leadership, ever say to anyone, follow me. Right. Look to me as your example. Follow me as I follow Christ. And I've never heard a leader say, I'm your father in the gospel. Right. And use that language, although it's fully biblical language. Right. So, as, and I know you teach this course in, in practical ministry, and, and, and so I want to move from this discussion to the relationship primarily between preachers and elders, because it is a, a very interesting dynamic on both sides, uh, because a preacher is, is usually hired by elders. And they come into a relationship. 
what would you recommend or how would you advise young ministers who are coming into a congregation working with a, a group of men who are elders, shepherds in a congregation? What advice would you give to them that would help them to grow in that relationship, much like Paul is describing? We see that with Paul and Timothy as a father and he called him his true son in the faith. So what would, advice would you give them, a young minister coming into that relationship, to work with elders? Well, I talk with my students about these type of things all the time, and I, I encourage them. I remember being a young preacher. I was 22 years old at my first full-time work, right. and I have had great relationships, by and large, with elders all through the years. And that's because I pursued those relationships. I mean, a, a preacher is a leader. Now, he's not an elder. He's right. not a shepherd. He has a different role. In the scriptures, really, there's only two positions of leadership. It says in, in Ephesians, it tells us he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastoring teachers is really how it reads in the original. Right. So there's four. There's apostles and prophets. They gave us the word of God. They have, they have authority. But then what we still have with us are evangelists. That would be those who preach and teach. Right. And we have the pastoring teachers, the shepherds right. of the church. And if we see it that way, you know, we get so confused because then we'll start throwing deacons in this mix and this deacons over this role and over this role. But in scripture, a deacon was a servant and the leaders were the shepherds and the evangelists. It seems to me that they would work side by side that their works would dovetail together, that they would strive to be of one accord and of one mind. And although the shepherds have the leadership in the congregation, the, the preacher sets the tone. He's the, he gets the most face time with everybody. His voice is heard the most. And he and those shepherds need to be together. I have always felt that part of my mission and my ministry should be to be dear friends with all of the shepherds and all of the staff, all of the other evangelists, to be dear friends. And I see my role, you know, if we were to take the biblical metaphor and expound it, we don't want to add to the scripture, so we're not trying to use this as a point of doctrine, but to right. expand the metaphor, we've got sheep and we've got shepherds. I, I see an evangelist as a sheep dog. Mm -hmm. Now, what I mean by that is if you know anything about the way sheep are cared for, oftentimes shepherds will have a sheep dog. Right. And that sheep dog, sometimes the sheep love that dog. And sometimes the sheep don't like that he's barking at them and getting them back where the shepherd wants them to be. But that sheepdog is out amongst the sheep and he's got more energy than the shepherd does. He's got, he can move faster than the shepherd does. I mean, he's got some tools the shepherd uses. Right. But he's out amongst the people, but he's doing everything at the leadership of those shepherds. But the sheep don't see a sheepdog as a sheep. They see him as the tool of the shepherd. Right. You understand what I, I mean do. by that? I do. And so that's how I've always seen my role. And, and I would hope that elders would see preachers. That's, that's a position to be honored and respected. And I hope that elders would see sheep, uh, preachers in that way, that they're partners for the same purpose. Sure. So some practical ideas as to uh, what preachers might do. I mean, I, I agree with you 100% that they need to develop uh, that kind of a closeness, best friends with those men who are serving as shepherds. What kind of things can preachers do to grow in that relationship and to develop those kinds of friendships? I think they have to spend time with them. And, you know, it's, it's, we all have to eat. So I try to slate out at least once a week, 
sometimes if life gets busy and their lives are busy and mine are, then that'll get in the way. But I try to, once a week, I'm doing something with one of the shepherds and try to rotate it where I'm spending time with all of them. And that's important. I mean, just to do the things that friends do. I've been fishing on bass boats with shepherds. I've been hunting with shepherds. I have ridden motorcycles with shepherds. I have skied with shepherds. I have ice fished with shepherds. I'll never do that one again because <laughs> I fell through my one time. And that's because that an elder told me, step where I step, and I did, and I fell through. So <laughs> I'm not doing that one again. But I, the thing is, is to build a close relationship, it takes time and interest. It takes time and interest. And I'll tell you, it's meant so much to me because some of the shepherds I've worked with are like my father. Yeah. They came to my kids' ball games. Wow. And they they have bought my kids Christmas presents. Yeah. And you know, and I've tried to be that to them too, and to care about their grandkids and to care about their family. And and I, I see these problems between preachers and elders. And the thing is, is I have children and you have children. And I get frustrated at my kids sometimes, but I don't ever fire them from being my kids, sure. you know? Um, and if we have those kind of relationships between elders and preachers, it, we'll still have conflicts. We'll still have times where we don't see eye to eye. We'll still have things that got to be worked out. But God intended us to be a family. And if the leaders can't be family, then how can we ever expect the sheep sure. to be family? Well, and I think the word that kept coming to my mind as you were talking is we have to be very intentional about it. It doesn't happen by accident. We have to work on developing those relationships. Um, I know you haven't served as an elder, or at least I don't think you have. No, I haven't. Um, and so, I haven't started to hate myself yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's kind of the mindset that often exists, and you alluded to that. But if from the perspective of a preacher, in talking to men who serve as an elders, how would you counsel them or what would you share with them to help a younger minister who may not be aware of developing that kind of relationship? What can they do to help this young preacher to develop a closer relationship and to, to show him the support he needs to fulfill his role and at the same time grow in that relationship? I think the same things that were done for me. I mean, reach out to him, take an interest in him and his family. Here's a universal truth. If you love somebody's kids, they're going to love you back. Mm. Period. I mean, there were where we've been in Michigan before we moved. Uh, we had my son was playing high school sports, and there was a group of I think four or five older men in that congregation, and they came. They were his biggest fan club, and they didn't have any kids playing, just the preacher's son. And they came to football games and they came to basketball games. And Seth always looked up in the stands wow. knowing they were there. And he has since chosen to be a preacher. And I heard him in a lesson that he recorded and sent to me where he was talking about some of the influences that made him want to preach. And he talked about the group of five, wow. those old men who came to all of his ball games and they would cut out newspaper clippings when he made the paper and, and give it to him at church. They took interest in him. It takes time and interest to build relationships. And that's all it takes. It's time and interest. And I'll tell you, if you want to mold a young preacher as an elder into the man you want him to be, you can have that kind of relationship. Just take an interest in him and his family. Ask him and his family over. Go to when his kids are playing ball or when his kids have a band concert or whatever. Take the time to go. Make him like one of your children, like one of your, you know, your adopted son. 
And I'll tell you, you can lead him and you can help him grow. And he'll listen to what you have to say. Yeah. And I just think that there's too little of that that goes on from preachers and also from shepherds. We, if we're going to model and ask the church to be a family, we have to start from the top. Yeah. Oh, such great advice. And I, you know, I think about, as you were talking about earlier, about how you were molding your kids uh, in our previous session. You were talking about incorporating them in the church family and, and them being a part of the church family and, and the influences the church family can have in molding them. Uh, such a powerful thing. One last question uh, before we wrap this up. Uh, I, I'd like for you to share what you would think, uh, maybe in your opinion, but just one of the qualities that would be the most beneficial to someone who serves in a leadership position. It might be a preacher, it might be an elder, teacher. I mean, there are a lot of different aspects of leading and influencing people within a church. Um, but what what quality or maybe a couple of qualities do you see as being the most beneficial to help them when they're influencing and leading others? Yeah. I, if I'm going to be really honest about it, it's going to be probably different than most of the answers people will give. Because the Bible tells us to be peacemakers and everybody wants to be a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us to be people who are not contentious and nobody wants to be. But what I see as a shortcoming in leadership today is people take that too far. Mm -hmm. And there's a time as a leader to stand your ground. Wow. And I see a lot of leadership in the church. And in fact, most of the places I've seen where leadership has went off the rails, it's because one person has taken it off the rails and there were three or four or five other people who should have dealt with it because they had the authority. They were fellow leaders to do it. Right. But they're so meek or they're so much trying to have peace. In fact, I have elderships sometimes tell me, well, we're always, we always, you know, find harmony and find, and I said, and I've said to them, well, that's good, but you should show that to the church. But I hope behind closed doors, you have some knockdown drag outs mm -hmm. because that's what it means to be a leader sometimes is you've got to stand your ground. And I've just seen so much of that passiveness. And, you know, you, when you've got a shepherd and the sheep's lives are on the line, the shepherd sometimes has to, has to be strong. And I just, I, I, maybe you've seen differently. You're more of, a, of an expert on leadership than I am, but I, I've seen a lot of that. And I, I just really wish that as they're trying to be peacemakers on things that don't matter. Right. And as they're trying to be non-contentious and not just arguing on everything. But when something matters, I want to see leaders who know how to toe the line, who know how to stand up to anybody. And sometimes... Sometimes we don't have that. Well, that's biblical. <laughs> I mean, even when Paul wrote to Titus, he talked about the need for them to be able to stand, make a stand. And that's not the only place, but certainly needed. And uh, I have seen too many times the opposite. And just for the sake of peace, going along to get along. And, and we do need men who are willing to stand, and especially when it matters in areas spiritually that matter. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. I, I tell you, I just, I love visiting with you. I love you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, just appreciate your expertise and the time that you've taken to join us and to be a part of the Salt Cast. And uh, I would tell everybody that Kerry in the future will have some Salt Talks that uh, he will share. And uh, so I'll be looking for those in the future. But I appreciate your time and, and thank you to everyone who's tuning in to the Salt Cast. And we pray that these are beneficial to you and your work. 
uh, as you grow in the kingdom. Again, I'm Bob Turner, and I work as the director of SALT, the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training. And uh, we thank you for tuning in and pray that you'll continue to do so. Uh, Go to the website, salt.sunset.bible, and you'll find tons of information there that will help you as you seek to develop in leadership. Thank you again.